you're listening to the series of movies. My name's Colin. I am Groot, and with me is Zijan. Zijan, are you Groot? I'm back from holiday. No. It's like you don't listen to anything I say. Uh, no, well, welcome. Exactly not. <laughs> well, welcome back from holiday. Uh, how was New York? Uh, it was really, really good, but I prefer London more. Okay. Yeah, it's very noisy and very um, dirty over there in New York. And every intersection, everyone just honked their vehicles. It's like a game or something. They just honk one time. It's ridiculous. Okay. But I'm glad to be back because um, given the previous podcast, you dissed me in like the first one minute of that podcast. So I'm going to stay for good now. Never going on holiday again. I was going to ask you whether you listened in to uh, the last time yes. with me, Anthony. Yep. The first one minute. Within the first one minute, Colin, you say it would be better off without me. Jeez. Uh, yes. Why don't you just change the name of the podcast now? Uh, well, if you, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. And if you're, ha- if you're happy... <laughs> happy for, From the, to the A to C. I think we call it the A to C of movies, brackets with Zijan. As, as a kind of, you're, you're a guest star. But we all know what's oh, really happening. Oh, thanks. Um, so as as you may have picked up um, in in my intro, which you can't ignore, um, <laughs> we're, we're doing a, a review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two today, which um, came we're out, hooked on a feeling. We are indeed, um, and we'll never break the chain. Uh, which came out some time ago in this country, came out a bit later in in the US, um, but now we're back in the same country, Zijan, We can talk about it. Um, we're also going to have a bit of a Matrix quiz. We're talking about the films of Ben Stiller. And much, much, much more, more, including a month's worth of news, because uh, Anthony and I didn't cover the news. So, <laughs> so oh, let's begin. So we much have news to start to soon. So much news. Hit me with some news, <laughs> uh, Age of Tomorrow 2. Yes. Has a new title. Yes. <laughs> they, they, they did. I think they just ran out of any ideas for the title, because the new title is basically Live, Die, Repeat. And repeat. Yes, Edge of Tomorrow, which we we both big fans of this film, but it had a bit of a tortured history of of titles. So it's, it's based yes. on um, is it a comic or a novel. I'm not sure. Called um, All You Need Is Kill. It's a Japanese one. Yeah, and that was going to be the title for a while, and then they switched to Edge of Tomorrow, and then no one watched it, and they thought, oh, it's because the title's <laughs> not great. Let's call it Live Die Repeat when it comes out on DVD. Yeah. And now, so they're going to do a sequel. No, I watch it. Yeah. So now I've got the sequel, which is based off the sequel of the. Title to the DVD release. Are they, are they doing Age of Tomorrow 2 colon live, die, repeat, and repeat? Because if that's the thing, case, oh, I maybe. think that would tie for the longest title with like Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe they need um, All You Need Is Kill colon Edge of Tomorrow colon live, die, repeat, and repeat. Then, yeah, they'll, they'll win. Longest title. I did read somewhere uh, the suggestion that um, live, die, repeat, and repeat sounds a bit like the instructions on shampoo bottle. Just, <laughs> just live die repeat as needed that's the um. <laughs> that is true um, Emily Blunt is coming back now she's back she's in but Tom Cruise isn't confirmed is he for this I thought he was is he I, I, I'm not maybe he is this is the the attention to detail that we I pay when I'm doing some research but I, I've read that she was but I didn't know whether they're kind of doing a spin-off with her character and ignoring Tom uh, she was a she had a good character though. I like Emily Blunt in the film. Yeah, well, I think they're both. I think it's both great. Well, I think it's Tom Cruise's best performance for years. To be honest, mm, um, definitely since Collateral, probably. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's, uh, I don't know. I think we talked about it before. I don't know how on earth they do it. Yeah, because I mean, you. I I hope they just don't drag out the whole gimmick again and again. Yeah, there's, there's some talk it might be a prequel, but I can't. I, I can't imagine it would be. Uh. 
Yeah. Weird. Speaking well, of long titles, The Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Yes. The what the film that's coming out, it's held in ransom. So I hear. Um, yes. I, good luck to them. If they're going to ransom any film, P- yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean 5 is not the one that anyone cares about, is it? No, but that's the thing. I think Disney needs people to care about it, though. Um, and if and already the film is getting very bad press and people are not going to see it as it is imagine what it would be like if hackers released the film before the film was due to be um, screened there's a certain irony of them suffering from piracy on this one isn't there <laughs> <laughs> uh, a I'm little st- bit yeah. I'm stealing all my jokes from somewhere else that, that was on how I get news for you this week I, I should uh, give them credit for that one. did um, you know the last Pirates of the Caribbean grossed over 1 billion dollars it was, it was the biggest grossing one wasn't it it is. So I can imagine Disney would not want... That might be, yeah. I mean, that might be because it was 3D, which I think was the first one to be 3D, so I guess that bumps up the ticket sales a bit. Uh, although, I, I wasn't planning to watch Pirates of the Caribbean 5, and I'm still not planning to see it. But um, Me neither. I did discover, which I think was announced a while ago, but there's a first photo this, this last week. Uh, Paul McCartney is going to be in it. Is he? Yeah, he he put out a character poster of him as a, and he's kind of properly pirate makeup and all this. Is this his first acting credit? Sijan, Sijan, wash, <laughs> wash your mouth up. Have you not watched the great Beatles film A Hard Day's Night? Oh yeah, you told me about that. The, the, yeah, on this podcast good, as well. Yeah, yeah, clearly good. I pay so much attention <laughs> to you. The less good Beatles film help the frankly terrible Beatles film Magical Mystery Tour is um, and I believe he's also in a film called um, Give My Regards to Broadway. So there you go. He's a. He's huh. a I, don't, I don't know whether he's acted in recent. So years. he's a seasoned actor. Yeah, I mean that's all in the sixties and seventies, I think. So he may mm. have not done anything for forty years. But uh, so Keith Richards is obviously is in previous Pirates films. So maybe Paul's like, well, if, if a Rolling Stone can do it, so can a Beetle. Uh, yeah. Still, I'm not going to say it. There you go. What else do you have? Um, so this is uh, this feels like it was a very long time ago now, but um, Zoe Saldana may have revealed the the title of the next Avengers film. This is a long, long time ago. I'm pretty yeah. sure I heard this news before I went on holiday. But I don't think we've covered it in the podcast yet, Sejan. So let's, uh, let's rush through it. Okay. Avengers Gauntlet. This is the Infinity upcoming Gauntlet. one, right? Not uh, the second one after this. Sorry. Um, so the next one, the next Avengers one is called Avengers Infinity War. Okay, and, one, and, and this is possibly revealed that the next one's going to be called Gauntlet. Yeah. Well, there's no surprise there, though. I mean, it's not like eh. I mean, okay. The, like I said, well, the, the Gauntlet has been in in at least clips in the films for five years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like the most meh. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool, good for you. Yep. Um, I, okay, I've got better stuff. I got better stuff. Um, yeah, go. hey, this, this is this is this is possibly even older. Um, Jurassic World Two will feature Jeff Goldblum. Ah, yes, I read that as well. So he's um, he was one of the stars of the original Jurassic Park film. He was in Jurassic Park Two. I don't. Yeah, he was the he cynical was in... one, right? The one who is who said that this was going to go wrong. Yeah, was he called Malcolm something? Yeah, Ian Malcolm. That's the one. Um. And yeah, he obviously came back for uh, um, Independence Day resurgence last year. So <laughs> I thought you were going to say Jurassic Park 2 because he was there in Jurassic Park 2. I just said that. I just said that. Did you? It's like you don't listen to anything. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> it's been a while, Colin. It's been a yeah. while. I haven't heard your voice for a while now. It's just... <laughs> but that'll be it. Um, he was in Jurassic Park 2. I don't think he was in Jurassic Park 3. I've not seen it. No, he wasn't there. Sam Neill was in it. 
But it seems to be uh, it seems to be a big thing now. Actors like Harrison Ford's playing all his old characters again, uh, with with Han Solo and, and uh, Indiana Jones and, and Richard Deckard in, in Blade Runner, and now obviously mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum's going back through his old characters. I think he may he may be done soon. <laughs> uh, unless there's going to be the Fly too. Maybe that'll be. A... I, I never liked his character in Jurassic Park. To be fair. Uh, no. Yeah. No. I, I didn't know why because he wasn't the main character in the. The first film, I I didn't know why he was suddenly the main character in the third film. You know, in the first film you have Sam Neil. In the second film, yeah. In the first film you have Sam Neil and the two kids. Yeah. 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 So I mean, he he was just like a very very side character, and he like he fainted right at the beginning or something. Right. Yeah. So I don't know why he got his own film, but oh well, good for him. But I mean, if he was cynical in the first one. When when he comes up, turns up for the fifth one, how cynical is he going to be now? Like they, <laughs> they keep killing everyone. <laughs> Every single time, I told you about this. Do you listen? No. Now dinosaurs are going to come eat me again. Yeah, I again. know how he feels. How he feels. <laughs> what else you got? Um, I know a new film adaptation for Hellboy is coming. Yes. Yeah. This is a uh, uh, farewell to Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, it won't take place in the same universe, and it's going to be an R-rated reboot, apparently. Okay. Directed by uh, Neil Marshall. Who, Who's Neil Marshall? He he did some uh, he did the Descent, which is a horror film. Okay. And some Game of Thrones as well, and um, it stars David Harbour. Yes, he so was... I'm not sure whether you've seen Stranger Things. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. He was rumored for um, uh, for Cable, wasn't he, David Harbour? Ah, uh, yes, he was. But now he's going to play Hellboy. Um, did you see the first Hellboy? I've seen the first two. Well, the, the only two. Um, yeah. I thought it wasn't bad. Yeah, not really my thing, to be honest. I, I didn't... I kind of... I liked the first one enough to give the second one a try, and I didn't like the second one at all. Really. Yeah, I, um, I didn't see the second one, but I, I quite enjoyed the first one. Like, I didn't see any glaring issues with it. It was it was fun. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I say it's not... I guess the whole... I mean, when a film is called Hellboy, you're going to have to expect it's going to have some... Uh, Demons in it, yeah, and that's not really my my thing. But I thought I'd give it a whirl. Um, yeah, I mean, he's it's um, Ron Perlman, wasn't it? He's got a very big bloke. And, yes, and, and Samuel uh, Blair. But uh, David Harbour is touching me as a bit quite a different character. Mm. He's also he's already played two different roles in uh, in the DC universe. Um, so he was he was a character in Suicide Squad. And he was the bad guy in um, uh, Green Hornet, wasn't he? Oh, was he? I, I didn't know that. I can't remember that. I think I mean, he, was, the... um, he was the well, Seth Rogen's um, dad's old business partner who turned out to be a baddie. Oh. So, so there you go. He's all over the... Uh... Is, is Hellboy DC? Um, it's difficult. I think it's Image. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. I think some people seem to be very disappointed we're not getting uh, Hellboy 3. But yeah, I, I, I give it a fresh chance. Yeah. Next. Uh, next one. Um, you know uh, Roald Dahl? I, I know Roald Dahl. We did a quiz on him. We did. Well, there's going to be a film of his life uh, starring Hugh Bonneville uh, as Roald Dahl. Who's Hugh? Oh, I know that name. Hugh Bonneville. He's uh, most most well-known, I think, for um, Downton Abbey. Uh, yeah. Before that, he was in uh, Notting Hill. Uh, okay. He was in Paddington, I think. Um, so yeah, he he's a fine actor. He's in a great um, BBC One sick or kind of mockumentary sitcom thing called uh, W1A, which I recommend. Did Roda have much of an interesting life? Well, apparently he had an f- incredible life. Um, really? 
so uh, I think he was. I was just reading an article about this. I I kind of forget all the details, but I think he's um, involved in the army, possibly even as a spy. I'm not entirely sure that's right. But, wow, uh, what? Uh, <laughs> that 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 might not be true. But let's say it is. He was he was a World War Two spy, um, definitively. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Uh, and yes, had various affairs and things. So I'm sure the whole kinds of excitement to uh, to put in. No, I'm looking forward to that. I did, I haven't seen the last Rodal uh, book adaptation, the BFG. No, no. Yeah, I don't know if they'll make this kind of a. You get some adaptations which lean very heavily on, on the actual kind of the, the literature of of the writer. Something, something like um, becoming Jane. Which was about Jane Austen. It basically just transplanted the plot of Pride and Prejudice into Jane Austen's life. Um, yeah. So um, Rhoda went to a chocolate factory. That's right. Inside a giant peach. That's, uh, inside a giant peach. <laughs> that's how that went down. Uh, what else you got? Um, I know that Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh yes. Has joined a new animated film that will tell the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Finally, finally, someone's telling that story. I know, right? <laughs> Again. Yeah, um, it's a it's a a parody apparently. Um, the dwarves oh, yeah. will be seven cursed princes looking to break the dark spell by kissing the most beautiful woman in the world. Okay, is yeah. that going to be Chloe Grace Moretz? That uh, they didn't say, but I, um, I assume so because um, it's an animated film. So um, uh, okay, she, I, I assume she could voice anything. She could voice the evil queen. It's true. Well, we've only had three Snow White films in the in the in past the, decade or something. Yeah. Uh, Okay. And then I'm doing great. Do you ever watch Once on TV? Or Once Upon a Time, rather? Uh, I've seen it, and then I gave up after, like, the third season. Yeah, I, I gave up after about a season and a half. But... Yeah, it was it was fun at the beginning. Yeah. And then it got tedious. So, th- yeah, that's obviously another... Well, it's got all the fairy tales. I'm sure Snow White's, Snow White's one of the main ones, didn't you? Yeah, yeah Jennifer Goodwin. That's the one. Um, do you know Captain Pugwash? No, no. Um, it's it's uh, it's clearly not made it to Malaysia yet. Um, it's a children's TV character. He's a captain. Yep. Uh, of a sh- of, of a ship, I believe it's called the. Oh, what's it? Is? No, I can't remember what it's called. This is embarrassing. Classic, classic um, quiz trivia question there. But um, let's say it's called the uh, the Jolly Roger, which it absolutely isn't. Um, uh, when when was he? Um, out oh, is he? Um, I think probably. 80s I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up live on the podcast and by live I mean recorded on the podcast <laughs> should I hum a tune while you look for it on the internet 1957 um, <laughs> jeez that's old um, but then there was a, a that was the first one but there's a colour series in 74 to 75 um, the black pig is the name of his ship the black pig of course it is um, so what's interesting about him uh, he is getting a live action film starring Nick Frost uh-huh. That's what's happening. Uh, it's got a great theme during the, the old cartoon series. Is he just a generic pirate? How dare you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's um, pompous but likeable. Um, although he boasts of being the bravest buccaneer, he's actually quite cowardly and stupid. Nevertheless, he usually wins the day. Um, the, the, There's the like weird... all Nick Frost characters, aren't it? Yeah, that's probably true. Um, in fact, Nick Frost does bear a, a fairly uh, striking resemblance to Captain Pugwash. I think that's actually some very good casting. Uh, weirdly, that there is a rumor that that never seems to quite get uh, disabused that uh, all the characters in Captain Pugwash have um, obscene names. Um, I I won't give examples. 
basically, it's not true. And in fact, I think the, the creator of Cut and Polish once sued someone for suggesting it. So this is why I'm treading, treading on thin ice. Give one, give one, give one, Colin. I'm here. Uh, Roger the Cabin Boy, for example, uh, was was one of the the, the names. Why is that obscene? Oh dear! Explain I to me I'm... and all my and all the <laughs> listeners, Colin. I really don't want to do that. Uh, Why? <laughs> tell you what, you look that up um, uh, off 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 the podcast and um, Roger the Cabin Boy. Oh boy! <laughs> but in fact, the Cabin Boy's name is Tom. Captain Pugwash is a, a lovely. Uh, Child-friendly family fair. Have you have you got any more news? <laughs> <laughs> um, they they've shortlisted the directors for the Flash. Oh yeah, yeah. So am, now it's am I am I on the list? Uh, no. <sighs> uh, it's between Robert Zemeckis, Sam Raimi, and Matthew Wan. So they've actually announced the shortlist, have they? Yeah, they have. That's quite rude, isn't it? I know. And then um, I think <laughs> I think Robert Zemeckis is um top of the list. At the okay. moment, and for those who don't know, he directed things like Forrest Gump, and Back to the Future, and Back to the Future two and three, and and yes, very true, um, and Polar Express. I think he, he, I love some of his work, Forrest Gump and Back to the Future, for example, two of my favorite films. But I'm not sure how much good stuff he's done in the last twenty years or so. Mm. Well, DC DC are struggling now anyway. So I mean, those they, are three big names. Th- these are probably the best directors they'll probably get. I mean, to be honest, mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if Matthew Vaughan said yes if they if they offered it to him. So it seems a bit odd to uh, to put the names down. Yeah. I mean, also, they, whoever you get, you, they always say, "Oh yes, it's always our first choice." We're really happy to get them, but you can't really do that if you've if you've thrown out a list of three and you turn out to have to go with someone else. Yeah, I know. Well, for all you know, this flash film won't happen in the end. Are you, Who I'm, knows? Oh, I don't know. I think they've commented too much now. They, they they just introduced so many films. Yeah, I know Wonder Woman two is coming up. Wonder Woman two, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They've announced that. Yeah, recently Wonder Woman two is coming out, but after Batgirl. Okay, see that's yeah that could be the turning point. Although um, early uh, early reviews for Wonder Woman seem to be quite positive. Oh okay, now I'm looking forward to that then. Um, finally, a good DC film. Well, let's not hold our breath, but it could be. <laughs> it could be. Um, I'm running out of news. Uh, I do have um, the exciting news that the Pope is making a film cameo, which is the first Uh, time that a Pope has appeared in a film. Um, uh, He's also going to be in Pirates of the Caribbean 5. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Paul McCartney. (laughs) No, he's going to be in a film called Beyond the Sun. Um, And my final piece of news um, is, is in fact, in response to... We've had some listener feedback. Oh, happy. We have. In fact, we've had three pieces of listener feedback. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Um, if you want to get in touch with the with the show, uh, it's on Twitter at CZ Movies. You can email us at cdzmovies at gmail.com. Um, or, yes, you, if you know us, just text us. Um, <laughs> uh, you can presumably comment on the whole SoundCloud thing, although I have no idea how you do that. Anyway, uh, first piece of feedback comes from my friend James, who says, a one hour is perfect. Keep up the Yay. good work. So there you go. Thanks, we, James. We've been we doing all, an hour for a while now. So yes, we were wondering a couple, couple of episodes ago whether we were running too long or too short. And there you go, nailed it. Um, the second is for my brother, uh, who says, "Why do you?" And I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but not much. <laughs> Why do you talk about superhero nonsense when there's films coming out like the, the one about Virginia Woolf? Why don't you talk about that? <laughs> um, so well, given our so. 
we, we've looked at our statistics recently. Yes. And our films based on plays. It's not doing too well, is it? No. It's not doing too well. Clearly, Cle- clearly our audience is weird towards a different genre. Are you calling our audience stupid, Zishan? <laughs> no, I think our audience have different tastes. There you go. Well, in which case, I will mention quickly the fact that there is a film about Virginia Woolf and Vita Sackfell West, uh, being played by Eva Green and Gemma Arston, respectively. Um, Gemma Arston recently in Their Finest, which is very good. Uh, Virginia Woolf, I have read one of her books, Zishan, called I've Orlando. Read, I love her book. It is definitively, and without question, the worst book I've read. <laughs> she, she wrote Mrs. Dalloway, right? She did write Mrs. Dalloway. See, I know my quiz. There you go. That's, en- that's enough Virginia Woolf talk. Um, but yeah, if you want to see that film and tell us if it was any good. That's probably the most Virginia Woolf you'll ever mention on this podcast ever. Uh, um, I suspect it is. I will not be watching that film. Um, and the third piece of feedback we had uh, was from my friend Jenny. Who hey, said, Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Um, wow, this is the greatest podcast in the world. You guys are both really talented and, and, and fantastic. Again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing slightly. <laughs> but, but so what, what did Jenny really say? <laughs> but what I'd like to hear is um, talking. You, you talking about the films you've seen recently that maybe aren't the big blockbusters, just to, maybe the occasional segment saying, here's some films we recommend. What do you yep. think to that, Zillian? I think that's a great idea. Do you have any films you'd like to recommend that you've seen recently? Are we doing a segment now? We're doing we, a segment we just right read, now. read off into our new segment. You films see, was... we've seen recently. <laughs> we, <laughs> we need a better tagline. <laughs> There you go. This is our famous segment, Films We've Seen Recently. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, go, go for it. Um, I, I just saw a film yesterday, actually. Um, wow, caught... hot off the presses. This I is, know, uh... I know. Um, uh, starring Anne Hathaway. It's the oh. film Colossal. Oh, I really want to see that. Yeah. Yeah, And I, I know it's not gotten a lot of big hype recently, but um, I would thoroughly recommend this film. It's about uh, Anne Hathaway, who stars as an... Um, an alcoholic okay. who for some reason or not can cause a giant monster to appear in South Korea. Well, if you're going to, if you're going to make a monster appear anywhere. Yeah. Why not in South Korea? <laughs> why, why not in South Korea? And, and that's the premise. And I thought the premise was original in its own yeah. right. But the film is actually really good. It stars Anne Hathaway um, and um, so, Dan Stevens. And Jason Sudeikis. And Jason Sudeikis. And, mm. And you should watch it for Anne Hathaway's um, performance alone. She she she's a great actress, and she she definitely shows um, her her metal. Is it her okay. metal? Yeah, in, in yeah. This why film. not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. No, I I saw I saw the trailers and it looked, uh, looked really interesting. Um, quite low, like an indie film, really. It sounds because it's got it's got kind of a blockbuster premise, but a, quite a small budget. Yeah, um, there, there's some parts where you need to suspend a little bit of disbelief. Um, obviously what, what you mean the giant monster in South Korea <laughs> uh, apart, uh, yeah assume that that is okay there, there's okay. still some parts where you still need to do some suspension of disbelief but uh, it's a really good okay. film I would thoroughly recommend it I'll check it out uh, whilst we're recommending films um, I saw a film on DVD uh, last week called A Monster Calls which I finally got around to seeing it came out in January in this country um, which is based on a book uh, but it's based about a kid whose mother is has got cancer uh, and he gets visited by a, a large monster which kind of comes out with, well, is, is basically a tree um, that, okay. that forms into a monster voiced by Liam Neeson. This is the one with Felicity Jones in it. That's right. Felicity Jones plays his yeah. mother. Um, and it's got Sigourney Weaver as well. Um, yeah, no, I, I'd really wanted to see it and never got around to it um, earlier in the year. 
Uh, what can I say? It's, it's I won't spoil anything that goes on, but it's it's an incredibly moving film, uh, very very emotional. But yeah, great performances. Um, and you say yes, don't, don't if, if you're going to watch it, get get a box of tissues ready. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it also comes with the seat of the movies recommended guarantee. Guarantee, I said, Zijan. Cool. Um, right. Shall we? Shall we move on to the main course? Yes. It's, uh, I'm hooked on a feeling. To celebrate Guardians of Galaxy Volume Two, Zijan is singing exclusively songs from Guardians of Galaxy Volume One. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess sing Mr. Blue Sky. I guess. Hold on. How does it go? Sun is shining in the sky. There in a cloud inside. Something like that. That's the spot on. Good work. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's start there, shall we? Um, what a, what a great opening scene that is. It was a great opening scene. So um, you'll see Groot dancing to uh, Mr. Blue Sky. Yes. While the Guardians are battling a giant squid octopus. From a different dimension. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think... So, I, I yes... I'm going to come out and say it's best best use of music in a superhero film since um, Time in a Bottle with, in Days of Future Past with Quicksilver running around the room. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. And, mm. and Groot, who is now Baby Groot in the film, mm. is so cute though. He is. So we should probably uh, explain the premise for anyone who's not uh, oh. out. So, and, and so Guardians of, sorry, no, I, I leapt straight into the music because it's a great scene. But uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is the sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy. We have our intrepid band of ragtag misfits uh, who saved the galaxy last time and they're essentially heroes for hire. Yeah. They, they uh, will save either, well, not necessarily the galaxy in this case, but they, they will come and defeat the monster you ask them to defeat. Um, so we've got Peter Quill, Gamora, uh, Drax, who is a kind of... Purple he's like, he's like a purple wrestler. Um, alien, yeah. <laughs> uh, a purple Rocket, Dave Bautista. Yes. Rocket Raccoon, who is... Not a, a raccoon. raccoon. Or, or, or he's a raccoon-like robot or something. Um, and yes, Baby Groot. Have I missed anyone? And like, then you have the newcomers. Yes. Who are the newcomers? So you have uh, Mantis, played by Pom. And I'm not pronouncing her last name because I'm going to ruin it. Clementief. Clementief. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, you have uh, Yondu, played was, by Michael uh, Rooker. A re- returning character from the previous one, but um, yeah, but is now have... officially in the Guardians team. Yep, and Nebula, who is uh, Gamora's sister, as played by Karen Gillan. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and lots of cameos. Yes, we had we had a, a good range of cameos. So, um, as, as usual, we'll do non-spoilers, and then we'll we'll jump to spoilers at some point. Yeah, um, but yeah, we we see them at the beginning. They're finding this big monster. I think fantastic as a use of music. It's a song I knew well. I don't know whether you're familiar with the works of. Electric Light Orchestra. I, I know uh, Mr. Blue Sky really well. Yeah. It's very, very, um, it's very popular. <laughs> it is. This is one thing I found about this this film. Again, the music was fantastic. Uh, I think both this one and the last one got great soundtracks. But probably more familiar songs, more well-known tracks in this one. So things like The Chain by Flute of Mac is a really well-known song. Whereas last time, sure, I knew some of the tracks, but they're a little bit more obscure, mm. I would have said. Um, James Gunn does choose very good music to go with his film. Yeah, I, I had um, a bit of an interview with him where, where he was saying 
he's got like a, a playlist of 500 or so tracks which oh, wow. are, I kind of they fit in with the Guardian's motif and uh, and when he wants a track I'll just look through that to see if there's a, a suitable one it's it's really good it's his his song selection are very apt mm. for the situation which considering I other than uh, didn't ACDC do the soundtrack for Iron Man 2 um, <laughs> probably yeah uh, other than that I can't I'm struggling to think of any great uses of uh, of music in in the MCU before that. No, I don't. I don't think they use music as in you know with they they just have a score. Yeah, yeah. No, no music per se. So I think um, James Gunn does it really well. We should talk about the plot of the film, though. To be fair. Um, sure, go for it. Um, so it's about um the Guardians. Um, a few months I think after their first film. Yes. Yeah. Um, they are now heroes for hire, as you mentioned, and then I think the main uh, plot in this film, as you can see in the trailers, is that uh, uh, Star Lord, played by Chris Pratt, meets his father, who is yes. played by Kurt Russell, the great Kurt Russell, who um, plays Ego, the Living Planet. Yeah, and and uh, the film goes through and talks talks about looks at relationships um, between um, different members of the crew. Um, you see different members of the crew hanging out with um, together, yeah, and yeah. you 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 go through relationships between father and son. Yeah, so I think yeah they reveal in the trailers that uh, you know Star Lord or, or Peter Quill um, is the son of of Kurt Russell's character Ego. Uh, going into this, I knew that he was playing a living planet, but I think we also knew he, well we did know he was kind of in human form. We, yes, yeah, an avatar, if you will. To, to link it to Zoe Saldana. Um, I think that's probably the right decision because if you had a big planet talking all the time, you'd... It's a bit creepy. You, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you have a relationship with a, a big planet. Um, but I don't look like you, Daddy. <laughs> I mean, is that... Yeah, I think at one point we did see a face in, in the planet, didn't we? Um, we did, yeah. Which you see a lot more in the comics, apparently. Uh, I think, that, yeah, I guess if, if I had to sell this film, and which I... Off the bat, yes, it was a great film. Um, I would it'd be part of the music characters, but also it's it's, it's so much funnier than any other superhero film. I would say. I agree, um, and I think it's very it can be very emotional at times, and more so than some of the other superhero films. Do you think so? I agree, but some of the emotional and this is maybe a bit of spoilers, but this, some of the emotional beats didn't didn't work for me. As you well felt as, a little bit too contrived. Yeah, so, so some of them I thought were brilliant, and, and yeah, I I love it when they do actually present. Yeah, it's proper characters rounded out, and you kind of seeing what what makes them tick. But some there seemed there was a bit towards maybe the, towards the end of the second act or third act where, where there were quite a few characters who all had kind of big emotional realizations and some, yes. things like. Well, I'll save some of that to spoilers, maybe. But uh, but some of them didn't ring as true for me as as they could have done. Mm, be- others others worked very well, but um. Yeah, that's kind of like spoilers, but yeah. Before I go to spoilers, did you prefer this over the first film? Uh, I'd have to see it again. I think to be absolutely sure. I think the first one had. Actually, it's weird that when I saw the first one, I kind of came out thinking, "Yeah, that was all right," but I didn't love it. Mm. And it was kind of. Then it was kind of ones you think about a lot, and then you know, watch it again, and think actually, no, this is really, really good. Um, so I think this one probably I I enjoyed it a lot, but I think I'll have to see it again to to be sure whether I preferred it. What about you? Um, I, I agree. With you, I need to see it. Again as well, I think there are bits where I was a little bit unsure of whether. Um, so I think there are parts which they were better than the first one, and but yeah. I think there are parts in the middle, especially which I 
felt a little bit too drag. Yeah, the pacing, pacing wasn't always brilliant. But I think, it, I'd say it's probably, if anything, funnier than the previous ones. Because there's a lot of jokes, but the, and the hit rate. I mean, obviously, you're never going to have a film where every joke hits, but the hit rate was very good, I thought. There was a lot of kind of laugh out loud yeah. <laughs> uh, moments. And... Oh, which, which brings me to the point that you shouldn't watch this film at 10 o'clock in the morning, Colin. There was <laughs> I watched this at 10 a.m., and there's oh, yeah. no one in the cinema. <laughs> so there's no one... Dude, you, you know when there's pretty much... When when there isn't anyone in the cinema, when no one starts, no one laughs out loud. Right. It becomes yeah. very quiet. <laughs> it was very weird because I felt like I was the only one like chuckling at bits. <laughs> and I didn't want to like um, shout out loud at certain parts. <laughs> so I, I had the exact opposite. I, I saw it on opening night, and in fact, um, I was quite relatively close to the front, which not not too uh, close enough to ruin it. But it, it was just a, it was absolutely packed out, and people were really reacting. I mean, like laughing out loud lots of the time, but also. In a couple of like twists and, and emotional moments, that I kind of feel literally gasping out loud. Really? Wow! People are really getting into it, so um, I think that's definitely the atmosphere to watch a film in if you can. But yeah, no, I think I mean Chris Pratt. We know is a, is a great comic actor. Yes. Um, and I think a lot of the, it, probably him and Dave Bautista, a lot of the comedy came from. But that, well, that's not. Fair no, that's not that's not entirely true. I think I think my my favorite scenes which we would have to discuss in uh the spoiler involves Groot then. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. I guess Gamora didn't get many laughs, did she? No, but she was always the serious one in the. Yeah, I guess she's the kind of the grounded. If you, yeah, almost mature deep. one in the whole crew. Yeah, kind of a bit exasperated and maybe. Shall we um? Shall we crack on to spoilers? Okay, so spoilers, 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 spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> So Yondu died. Okay, I cried. Wow. There yeah. you go. You I think, it here first, people. Um, yeah, I think his I think his death was probably the most impactful in the whole MCU. In in as much as he actually stays dead. Yeah, in actually in, in yeah, I hope he stays dead though. Because like compared to like Quicksilver's death, I was like, eh, okay. Yeah. Um or like who else died? Like uh, Thor's mum. <laughs> yes, Thor's mum. One one of the big ones. Um Yeah. I mean I think your your self felt more impactful or more significant because he it felt real. You you got to know him from the first film. You got to know him more from this film, a lot more. And I di- I didn't really expect that to happen. Yeah, it's strange. I, if you told me going in, Yondu's going to die, I'd be like, well, I don't care. He was, yeah. a bit of, he was a bit of a jackass in the first film because in the first exactly. film he, he kidnaps the Peter Quill. Um, treats him pretty badly and then kills a bunch of people. I think, well, I don't care. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't cry. Uh, actually, Quicksilver's death did, I did, uh, did affect me a bit. But um, but you know, I think you're probably right. It, it was a lot more emotional and it really did work as a payoff to the film. It did. Yeah, cause I think, I guess you always have that problem with the third act. Well, what do you do? You built up this storyline, um, where Peter Quill is. Well, I guess yes. Now we're in spoilers. Peter Quill meets his father's for, and it turns out his father is a. Uh, Trying to destroy the universe, supposed to fall the galaxy, um, as usual, like all fighters do. Classic, yes, very Darth Vader. Um, so, so then, where do you go from there? And yeah, Yondu's death. I, I would have been. On the one hand, I, I kind of, I, I'm not sure I'll miss that character. Like if they killed off Rocket Raccoon or or, or Gamora or whoever, I think I'd be more disappointed. I wouldn't see them again. I'm not too worried about not seeing Yondu again. No, but, but I think I think his death came at a very right time. Yeah, yes, because he revealed enough. And so, so, speaking of 
I mean, his uh, his character had a good arc, really. Yeah, came full circle. Yeah. That's that's the that's the main thing. I mean, he he got um, Peter so Quill when he was young. He took care of him. He didn't give him to his father, and then you know they had this this yeah. weird antagonism, but they're still you know they still look out for each other. And, and so, what, what do you think about um, saved him in the end? Kurt Russell, Peter Quill's father, turning out to be uh, turning out to be a baddie. Did you see that coming? Uh not. Not really either. <laughs> no. I mean, I think, I think because like they they hyped out how much Aisha was going to be a big part, the Golden Lady, but yeah. she wasn't really. She, I, I didn't know why she was in the film. To be fair. <laughs> well, I think this is yeah. I, 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 I'm not sure I ever thought she was going to be huge. Just because I mean, she was. It's weird because yes, yeah, they were. She was in a lot of the trade and stuff, but yes, but she was in barely any of the merchandise, and that's, I kind of I guess that's a way of telling that it's not going to be as big as you might think um which is a shame to get spoilers from just seeing how many uh, how many figurines are sold with her, her face <laughs> uh, but I, to be honest i think one of my favorite things about this was the fact that yeah, the trailers did not give away um the, the plot line mm. and i know we've talked about kind of spider-man homecoming um giving away the entire plot and a lot yes. but yeah i think and seeing james going on twitter it seems very deliberately this is i'm going to give you plot points from the first maybe half hour or so yeah but he, he and he revealed obviously that ego was peter quill's father but didn't get any hints at all that he was going to turn out to be evil we didn't get any hints that what's her face the, the cold woman wasn't going to be the main villain villain yeah but so, so that was good though I, I, I was pleasantly surprised and i think that, that that's what makes this film probably very good in my perspective it's just that you just you know what's going to happen yeah and for a superhero film that's quite hard to do nowadays well I mean, I not. I agree. It very rarely happens. I'm still not sure it's hard to do. I think if you if you if you, if you, if you market your films properly, things like, well, I look at I don't know Batman v Superman. I didn't I didn't see the last trailer until after the film, but that didn't. They could have marketed that without revealing everything that happens in yeah, the film. But they yeah, didn't bother. Um, I mean, it still would have been bad, but that's that's a different different issue. And yeah, even in the film, they kind of you were suspicious about Kurt Russell's character, I guess, because he turned up on this this planet that seems too good to be true. Everything is floral and beautiful and, and he's got mm. this weird and servant you, girl. But. And you know Mantis had wanted to tell Drax something from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of knew something was going on, but you don't know for sure what was happening. So when he reveals, yes, he's been going around seducing women. creatures from, from basically, oh yeah, women from every different species in the universe, more or less. And impregnating them, right? In front of them and then killing their children. Uh, yes, because they don't have his power. Yeah, although I don't know when they when they sh- this is a weird thing, but when they showed all the kind of pictures of him kissing all these different species, he was in human form. Yeah, <laughs> that's time. true. Is surely, that surely he should be in the same form as the other, yeah. other species. Or at least he should have figured out that the most likely way this is going to work is with another human. Or even, I mean, I don't, I don't know much about cross alien um, breeding. Planet. But, Planet uh, and human breeding. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was a good reveal. I thought that was that was done well. But yeah, the, the bit where people were gasping in the cinema was where um, where he talked about giving Peter Quill's mum cancer. Ah, that, that, got that was harsh. Yeah, yeah. So he's for those who haven't seen it. Yes, he, he kind of said, oh, I, I, "I did fall in love with your mother, and I knew if I'd have to stay on Earth if, if I went back again." Which is why I gave her that brain tumor, and uh, I like the fact that 
in that scene, Peter Quill, rather than kind of saying, what are you saying, what are you doing, just immediately shoots him to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> As you should, no? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, wouldn't condoning, you? I'm not condoning murder. Uh, it's a planet, he wouldn't die. That's true, he didn't die. You're right, it's mm. fine. Um, so that was definitely an emotional moment that I think, I think worked, especially because we had to build up from the previous film. Mm. So I'm... You know what? You know what subplot I would have liked to see more of, Susan. Which one? I think you can guess. Um, the the romantic subplot of of Peter Quill and Gamora. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> seriously, Colin. I lo- I love a romantic subplot, and and they oh. they, they touched on it, and I thought. Yeah, does Drax and Mantis. Yes, that was fun. Actually, that was good. <laughs> yeah, no, this is what I mean. Drax is one of the funnier characters. Um, yes. You're really beautiful on the Only inside. On the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I would like, so I'd like to see more of Peter and Gamora. I think Gamora is, if, if any of them were underused, it was her. I think they, they did, they did strike the balance pretty well. But, yeah, um, but I know, yeah, I agree with you. Gamora was underused. I think Drex was a little bit underused as well, per se. I mean, I know he was funnier, but he yeah. didn't really do much in I terms of Drax action. Strange, because I, I think hilarious, and I love the I love his performance. But in, in the first film, his his kind of big thing was he didn't understand metaphors at all. Yes, that was, that was kind of the joke. Whereas that seems to have now gone, and, and his big thing is that he just speaks his mind all the time, which is very weird. And I I found one character change which was very strange as well was Rocket Raccoons. Oh yeah, yeah. Because after the first film, um. I thought they were all good friends now, and then suddenly there's a huge character change at the beginning of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. he was suddenly, oh, I don't want to be you. Suddenly, you know, a huge pain in the ass. You know, just want to be cynical all the time, yeah. like, which I don't get. Like, I, I, I don't get that huge change in character because I thought at the end of the first film they were just all buddies. Now you know they got yeah, along yeah. well, and suddenly, just to create a character development point for Raccoon, they suddenly gave him this. Oh, I'm so cynical. Oh, I hate being with other people. Where, where that, did this come from? I didn't. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't understand that. Because that, that's what I was referring to as the kind of the emotional moments I don't think quite worked, which was Rocket Raccoon's arc where where he and Rooker, what's his name, Yondu, Yon Yondu, yeah, suddenly decided they were both both essentially the same and they learnt from each other's Yeah, that, that was so weird and very undeserved, I felt. Yeah, yeah. Now, this feels like we're nipping because I, well, I, I really enjoyed the film. I think you probably did as well mm, but, I but I think yeah that that fell a bit flat for it me did. what worked um, very well were the for me were the long running gags yeah yeah yeah, yeah. In, in the film which I'm pretty sure you touch on but I, I would like to bring out that go for um, it. the Mr. Blue Sky gag at the beginning was hilarious yes. when Absolutely. Baby Groot was dancing while everyone else was just fall, <laughs> falling apart trying <laughs> yeah so so he's and then yes, they'll find this giant monster he doesn't seem he's completely oblivious and then he starts trying to uh, fight a fly or something or a little lizard type thing was it and, yeah uh, and tries to swallow it and they have to Gamora has to break off to, to get him to stop swallowing it that yeah was, that was so funny yeah. my, my other long running gag that I liked as well was um, when when Groot was trying to get uh, the fin for Yondu and oh, he brought pretty, random yeah. stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. and the best part was when he got a toe <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, that, I was laughing I, out loud in that very quiet cinema of mine. Right, and yeah, I gotta say that's that's the kind of comedy you just don't get in other. You get quite a lot of funny moments in other superhero films or or other blockbusters, but they always seem, a lot of them seem to be kind of the same kind of 
you have an emotional moment and you cap it with a joke or, or yeah. something like this. Whereas this is just a kind of a hilarious scene in and of itself. One thing you might be able to tell me. Yeah. Is, is the fin what makes him be able to control the arrow? Um, are you going to ask why he can control his arrow right in the first film without the fin? Well, he's got a small fin, but I, yeah. in the first one, but and then they remove it from him. But mm. I, I don't think I don't think I ever knew the fin was connected to the arrow. Yeah, me until... neither. No. Okay. Because <laughs> towards the end, um, James Gunn, not James Gunn, Sean Gunn, his brother, mm. uh, whatever they, that character is called, uh, he puts the fin on, doesn't he, and can just about control the arrow. Yes. Um, that, that was quite cool, actually. The the third gag I liked was um, the one about tape. Yes, I was, and I was having having praised them for not revealing their um, too much in the trailers. Yeah, they did. They did put a lot of that scene into a. Into they did, trailer, but not they? not the rest of the scenes though. The, the yeah. best bits were just listening to um, Peter Quill just asking every single person for tape. Yeah, so this, will, this will make this will make no sense if you haven't seen the film. But no. um, t- take our word for it; it's it's hilarious scene. Although I kind of figured out, I kind of figured out he would do that based on the way the trailer was cut. Because I think at one time they say, "What nobody has tapes?" And he's like, "Oh, he clearly must have asked everyone." That's going to be funny, and it was. They nailed it. Um, you don't get to see a lot of fight scenes, don't you? Because they were all behind gags. Like the first fight scene was behind the whole baby group yeah. dancing, and then the last one you just don't see it. You first see the the tape gag. Yeah, yeah. You don't see them actually fighting, and then. And I, to be honest, I don't. I can live without seeing more than one or maybe two fight scenes in a film. That's that's fine mm-hmm. by me. I'm very happy. I'd I'd rather have a a hilarious uh, joke scene than see some more fighting. Mm. I've seen I've seen fighting. Um, so uh, what, what about uh, sliced alone? What about those guys? He was okay. I, he didn't really do, do much. Th- do you think they'll be back? Possibly. It's Sly, right? What's his mind? So on, on the one hand, so uh, Slice Lone uh, has a cameo as one of the... What are they, the Ravagers leader, yeah. the captain of Ravagers. Yeah, and it kind of, it's got a bit of an interaction with Yondu. But um, at the end, in one of the many, many post credit scenes, uh, he, he and his band of... Or he and his team kind of reunite. And apparently they were the original Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics. What? Were they? So apparently. So you know, you know, at the end he like goes up to this group of like four or five people and is like, right, let's do this. Yeah. All, apparently, when Guardians of the Galaxy first came out, that that was that team, which to me suggests they're going to be coming back. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And uh, one of them is play- one of them in the film is played by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> really. Yeah, I'm not sure which one. There's, there's only one female, I think, in that. that oh, that'll be her. Because yeah, um, yeah. Because part, part of me thinks, yeah, Sly Stone is not going to turn up just to do five minutes. No. But, but then on the other hand, Glenn Close and John C. Riley turned up to do five minutes in the last film. That's true. David Hasselhoff was here. David Hasselhoff turned up. Yes, <laughs> he did. Yeah. For for like one second. Because <laughs> I'm I'm I'd say a hundred percent certain he's going to make a cameo in the Baywatch movie that's coming out shortly. So this may be his, his summer of cameos. Yeah. You gonna watch Bay? You gonna watch Baywatch? Uh, probably not. No. No. But I like The Rock, though. Yeah, he doesn't like The Rock. Yeah. So all in all, I think um, great film. Great film. Good work. Did you Good work. Un- did you like the five post credit scenes? Uh, yes. Well, let's see if we can name them all. Um, so we've got we've got Sly Stallone and his and his band. We've got. Teenage James, group. Uh, Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn. 
bizarre. Teenage Groot was great fun. Yes. <laughs> Teenage Groot was hilarious. Yeah. And then I think uh, the the so last that's... one was the reveal of Adam Warlock. That's four, isn't it? Is there a fifth one? Uh, there may be a fifth one. I'm sure there was a fifth one. Possibly. Um, oh, never mind. Yeah. Um, yes, Adam Warlock. Tell, t- t- what, what can you tell me about Adam Warlock? Uh, so, Adam Warlock. So, I had to do some research on this as well. Um, oh, yeah. He's originally known as him. Uh, okay. He possesses superhuman strength, speed, durability, stamina, blah, blah, blah. He can create a cocoon as well for self-preservation and regeneration. He can create a cocoon? Yes. What a power. And, uh, and the so coc- wait, wait, what are you saying is he can hide? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the cocoon was uh, appeared in the collector's collection as well. Okay. Yeah. And the main thing about Adam Warlock is that he's always connected with the soul gem. Right. Okay. Which is the last infinity gem. That's missing from the gauntlet. Obviously, he'll be back in Infinity War, I guess. But uh, yeah, okay. that's that's the main thing that you should take from this. He's very, he's mostly connected with the Soul Gem. Oh, the other scene was uh, Stan Lee uh, and the Watchers. Oh yeah, it? where um, where he seems to be saying that the, the Stan Lee cameo that we've seen in every MCU film. And, and I'm quite tired of Stan Lee, to be fair. <laughs> well, apparently, this this I don't know much about the Watchers and the fact they watch, but apparently, this suggests that he is literally the same character in all of those scenes, and he's and he's been going around spying on us all. Uh... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, great great film. Great um, film. Uh, I think the thing that the MC, or the Marvel should take away from this is get a good director and let him do his thing. Yes, Agreed. don't tie his hands because if we yeah seeing. Um, James got on Twitter as well. Not only did he have like total creative power on the film, he also kind of yeah, did all the soundtracks. He got to do the trailers, even like the, the end credit dancing Groot and dancing really He got to do all that stuff. So yeah, I think just trust your director. You get, get a good director and trust them. Is what I'd say. Hmm. Good advice. If you're, li- good if, advice. You're list- if you're listening, Marvel or even DC, do that as well. <laughs> don't don't mess up Joss Whedon. Now you've got him. Right, um, let's move on to uh, Actor Factor, uh, yep. and it's Ben Stiller. We should probably be fairly quick. Yes. Um, so uh, tell me about uh, tell me about your Ben Stiller film collection. Um, I've seen nine or ten films. Oh, yeah. um, I think. Nine or ten? Yeah, because um, I can't remember whether I've seen the Madagascar series. I know I've seen the okay. first one, Fine. but I'm not sure whether I've seen the rest. Um, okay. I think... I think Ben still has this kind of likability to him anyway. So he, I, I, most of his um, films I do enjoy. They're not like the best films I've ever seen, yeah. but they are very enjoyable. Like, yeah, I was, I was going down, I've, I've seen 13, or possibly, I also can't remember if I've seen Madagascar. Um, but uh, yeah, this whole frat pack thing, I was never a massive fan of it. No. So some of these ones I've seen, I don't, don't love to be honest, but... Um, there's no standouts for me. Do you, do you have a particular favorite? Probably not. Like I'm trying, I'm going through the list. Like there are things which are good, but not great. Yeah. Like I enjoyed Dodgeball when I watched it. Yeah. I enjoyed Night at the Museum because that was quite fun. Yeah, um, yeah. And I did enjoy the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. You did. I think I watched it with you, right? Uh, do you? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, it was okay. It wasn't the bad. I wasn't a big fan. I, I thought it was a missed opportunity. That one. He, he directed that as well, didn't he? But um, yeah, I don't know. It all seemed a bit. So yeah, he's this kind of judge who doesn't ever do anything much, but he's got a big imagination, and then he goes on this huge adventure. 
and there's kind of and we're supposed to believe it's all true i think i was i was kind of expecting them to say oh maybe like at least hint that it might be in his imagination but they don't mm. really give us that opportunity so it just seems incredibly unrealistic fair enough but you get to hear kristen week uh singing well that's david bowie song well that's something um <laughs> uh, i'd say dodgeball's my favorite actually i think it's it stands up to repeated viewings dodgeball it's got lots of kind of um smaller gags and things along the way mm. he he played an actuary once as well well sort of sort of he wasn't really an actuary what kind of actuary is that yeah so in long Home poly he yeah actual risk assessor or something but his, his main job seems to be following around a rich guy and telling him not to jump off buildings <laughs> i could do that we don't do that for a living all right and that's so easy i wish i did that for a living i gotta say i, I work harder than that yeah. <laughs> it probably doesn't uh, make good tv though uh, no there's there's been very few films about actuaries i guess that's why uh you got do you have a least favorite uh probably stasky and hutch really i i, I like stasky and hutch did you uh, uh i thought yeah, no, not for Okay, me. fine. I'm going to go with Tower Heist, uh, just because it's incredibly forgettable. Isn't there someone in it that's famous, more famous than him? I think I think Eddie Murphy might be in it. Oh, okay. He might not be, though. This is how forgettable it is. I think, and Alan Alda, or possibly Alan Larkin. I always get them mixed up. Mm. Did anyway. you watch the Royal Titan Bombs? I did. Um, did you not like it? I've... I thought it was fine. I, I think some people really love that film, don't they? Yeah, um, Wes Anderson, classic. I think suddenly I watched it quite a while ago and I was not really in... I didn't really get Wes Anderson. I'm, not, I'm still not entirely sure I get Wes Anderson, but I liked the uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, so maybe I should uh, come back to it. Mm. I think I watched it when I was a bit too young to understand or get Wes Anderson's films. Yeah. That's that's yeah. my main my main issue. I think people were hyping it up a lot and then when I watched it, I was like, okay. I think Anchorman's really overrated as well. Whilst, whilst we're doing this. Hmm. There you go. Well, there you go, Ben Spencer-Stiller. Uh, I, I think we're definitively agreed that... Um, some, yeah. He cool. does good films. Maybe he should just take on a non... Uh, a lot. Non-funny, non-comedic role and see how it goes. Because, I mean, there's so many comedic actors who are trying... Yeah. Uh, they're putting, uh, trying drama. So, who knows? Yeah, looking down this list, I, I, was Walter Mitty supposed to be a comedy... No, no, that's probably his only non-comedy yeah. role. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, you, but as a, as a director, I think he had some good ideas in that film. Mm. I, I said the film overall, I didn't didn't like much, but um, I, I think he has the certainly has the capability to be a decent uh, director. Um, Who's next? Next time, next time, um, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. I keep forgetting. I keep thinking of actors and then I can't remember whether we've done them or not. But I'm pretty sure we've not done Julianne Moore. No, no, so no, we've not done Julianne Moore. Films. An opportunity again to talk about uh, Jurassic Park 2. Um, <sighs> I look forward to it. She's also going to be in the next uh, Kingsman, it turns out. Oh, okay. There you go. I like she Kingsman. Seems have, she seems to have top billing, despite the fact that the trailer doesn't show her at all. Like <laughs> that, they're give, giving her billing. She, is she the most famous actor in that? No. They've, they've got a, quite a good ensemble, don't they? They have um, Halle Berry, Channing Tatum. Yeah, Jeff Jeff Goldblum, not Jeff Goldblum. Um, Jeff, oh, I always forget his name. Damn it. Jeff, who's not Jeff Daniels, and it's not Jeff Goldblum. The other Jeff, other Jeff, and Taron Bridges. Edgerton. Jeff Bridges, I always forget him. And obviously, Colin Firth making a comeback. Oh yeah, well, so wow, it's a good cast. It's a good cast. I look forward to it. Uh, right next is the famous quiz. Did you miss the quiz time? last time? Did you have a quiz last time? We. I thought you said you listened to it. I listened to the part. I do. You dissed me, and I was turning it off. Okay. 
Um, oh, in which case, I dished you several times after that. <laughs> you can you can listen to this. Uh, we did do a quiz, and as usual, when you're not here, I lost. Um, <laughs> I think I've done three quizzes without you now, and I've lost them all. <laughs> um, yes, what do we do quiz on? We did a quiz on Narnia films. Huh. Uh, yes, there we go. Um, although if one of his one of Anthony's questions was actually about a book. But don't worry, I've read the book. I got it right. But this time we're doing quiz on the Matrix. Hit me with your first Matrix questions, Eugene. Um. So, question one: What is Neo's civilian name in the Matrix? Is it Thomas Anderson? That's correct. You're going to love question three. Um. Your question one: What biblical name is given to Morpheus's hovercraft? Is it um, Nebuchadnezzar? It is indeed Nebuchadnezzar. Am I pronouncing it wrong? It's Nebuchadnezzar rather than Nebuchadnezzar, I believe. But um, he's in the Bible then. A biblical character. Yeah. What um, does he do? He's a king, right? He's a king in the Old Testament somewhere. Uh-huh. It's also the measurement of a volume of wine. <laughs> okay. I, I think the biblical character came first. Okay. Question two. In the Matrix, Neil was instructed to follow the White Rabbit. What was okay. the White Rabbit? Ooh, that's a good question. I've even seen this one. I've not seen the other two. Uh, White Rabbit was uh, some code. I don't know. No, it was the tattoo on Trinity's shoulder. No, oh, no, I completely forgot that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, your question two. The Matrix Reloaded and the Matrix Revolutions were both released in which year? Oh, jeez. It's your favourite. It's a year I hate question. this question. <laughs> I think it was 2000 and... Correct. 2000 you're just going to 2000 oh I know the first film came in 1999 I don't know whether the next two films came out just after that or not what's your final answer 2000 2003 oh jeez question 3 which character appeared in all three films of the Matrix but was played by two different actors ooh ooh um now, can I name any characters other than the main couple? I'm not sure I can. Is this one called one called Brick? Isn't there? Yeah. I'll go with, I'll go with Brick. No, it's called it's the Oracle. Okay. Because the actress playing the Oracle, um, Gloria Foster, unfortunately passed away really? after the second film, so she had to be replaced. Uh, your question three: What is Neo's real name? Thomas Anderson. Good work. <laughs> um, question four. Oh, this is going to be quite tricky if you haven't seen the last two films. Okay. But what's the name of the last human city on planet Earth which was built for the purpose of preserving the human species following the war of the machines? It's probably uh, mentioned so in the first film as well. I did scan through the Wikipedia pages, so I'm sure I will have read this. Uh, I would have called it Babylon. <laughs> it's called Zion. Okay, fine. I was close. It was, was close, very, yeah. I was very close. Um, okay, your question four... Um, other than Agent Smith, give the surname of any other agent. In the <laughs> I did more than one agent. There's, there's five to choose from. What? Who are these agents? <laughs> okay, what's the popular surname? Uh, Jones. Let's go for Jones as well. Correct. Good work. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are the other four? Brown, Jones, Johnson, Jackson, or Thompson. Uh, good old Jones. Uh, that puts you 3-1 up, I believe. Yay! I've won this. Ah, uh, you have won. Okay. Question five. 
Both The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions were nominated for a Razzie Award in the same category. Which one was it? It was Worst Director. Yay! I read that one. Uh, three, two, and f- to, to cement your victory even further, if that's a thing you can do. Yes. Uh, the Matrix Revolutions opens in a virtual subway station with a name that's an anagram of Limbo. What is that name? Ah, uh, Mobile. Very good. Mobile Avenue. Wow, comprehensive 4-2 victory, that's easy. Good yes! Um, which I think puts us... Tied again. Tied for the year, I think. Are we? Is that true? Well, I'm not sure. You, you might be one behind. <sighs> I'll, I'll have to check that. I've got a spreadsheet somewhere. Um, next time, Zijan, we are quizzing on the Aliens franchise. What with the Alien company? Including the new ones. Well, sure, why not? So like Prometheus, what? Alien vs. Predator 1 and 2. And even Alien Covenant. Okay. <laughs> uh, alien, Aliens, Alien Resurrection. There's so many Alien films. Uh, yeah. We will, we will cool. get to quiz on... How, how many have you seen? Uh, the first two and Alien vs. Predator so three. Oh, I've seen exactly those three so uh, we're starting on the same ground um, what is our main topic next time Julian? it's Wonder Woman it is Wonder Woman and hopefully it'll be good um, yes that, that, <laughs> that, 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 that would be pleasant uh, good we'll, we'll see you then cheerio bye <laughs>